one call away. Talk radio without distractions. Email your questions and comments to lynn at cghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cohen. Hello and uh, welcome to the program. I am uh, the aforementioned Lynn Cullen, and uh, it is January 4, 2019, uh, and here we go, I mean, into, into the void of, of the new year. Um, we're going to be joined later by a, a gentleman I bumped into somewhere who, uh, in some respects, I guess, represents a lot of disaffected blue-collar, used-to-be Democrats. Um, I believe he still votes Democrat, but I thought it might be interesting to talk to him. So he's stopping by. We had to wait until a day when he had uh, a day off uh, work, and uh, he works hard. <laughs> so um, that'll be later. Um I'd like just to start with some uh, tweets that uh, I came across in the last 24 hours that that caught my eye uh, by virtue of the issues they bring up or the point of view they bring forward. This is the one that's most unnerving to me because I think this could well be uh, the way this presidency ends. And um, I won't be happy if this is the way it ends. Uh, but here's the tweet. Uh, according to an ex-Bush advisor, Trump will use his presidency as a bargaining chip with federal and state authorities in 2019. He'll use it by agreeing to leave the office of the presidency in exchange for the federal and state authorities not pursuing criminal charges against him, his children, or the Trump Organization. Now, I have little doubt that that would be something that he would say uh, when things get too hot, when the, uh, when the clear indicators are that he will be indicted upon leaving office or that his children are uh, indicted. Uh, all right, you guys, I'm out of here, and I'll resign, but I'll only do it if you agree not to come after me or my children criminally. And I just, there's part of me that cannot bear the thought of this most despicable of human beings getting off without consequence, of having, as he always has had, a chip <laughs> to bargain with, 
so that he can create havoc wherever he goes in his life. And things get taken care of one way or the other so he can continue to just create havoc and never has to pay the piper. I want this guy to pay the piper. So I am hoping, I frankly can't see how I don't think New York State will ever agree to that. But I don't know. That certainly is. I know I was asking the question about a month ago. How does this end? How do you see it ending? And I will stick by my guns that I uh, don't think that he will fill out his full term of four years. I know plenty of you think there's a real danger of an eight-year Trump presidency, and I, there's no way that I can see. None. Um, but I don't want to see it end that way. You know, I'm just saying it's something that has been troubling me because it seems probable. It certainly seems possible. You know, let us recall, uh, Nixon, rather than be impeached, said, okay, all right, okay, all right, I'm out of here. And he left without, as unless I'm remembering incorrectly, any promises from anybody that he would not be in, indicted or uh, face some kind of legal jeopardy once he was out of the presidency. The fact that uh, his vice president, who ascended to the presidency, Gerald Ford, uh, immediately pardoned Nixon, um, was met by howls of protest. But there are those who say that Gerald Ford did the right thing in that he just ended it so that the country could move forward. I, I don't want a, a pardon of any kind or a deal of any kind being the end of this uh, shameful presidency. Uh, here's another tweet that caught me eye. This is from a guy named Eric Lipton, who I think writes for the New York Times. And he said, as of Thursday, yesterday, the Department of Defense will be run by a former senior Boeing executive. The EPA is run by a former coal lobbyist. Health and Human Services is run by a former pharmaceutical lobbyist. And Interior will be run by a former oil industry lobbyist. This is in-your-face Republican politics that 
just really stunning. Find as many uh, many wolves as you can to guard all these hen houses. You know, the revolving door between the private sector and the public sector is something that I feel has corrupted our government's uh, state and local level. This takes things to <laughs> an absurd degree that, that people who fought these uh, departments and their regulations uh, in the private sector under a Republican administration ascend to head those very regulatory departments. And that's what Republicans would say, uh, you know, is winning. That's winning. Elections have consequences. Indeed. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, there is that. Um, here's one. And I think Barbara sent me this. This one makes me crazy. It's from a guy named Yona Freemark, and he says, I just reminded myself that the distance between New York City and Chicago is almost exactly the distance between Beijing and Shanghai. And that New York and Chicago is served by one train a day that takes 19 hours to get from Chicago to New York City. And Beijing to Shanghai, same distance, is served by 35 trains a day that can take as few as four and a half hours. Uh, when was Trump supposedly going to have that infrastructure uh, week, month, day? What? Our infrastructure is a national embarrassment. And people who don't get out of the country much don't realize it. But I think that Amer Amer Americans think of themselves as much more advanced than China. And yet, can you imagine a train between New York and Chicago operating 35 times a day? What is that? Like leaving more than every hour on the hour. Every 45 minutes, you can hop a train. And you'll be in the other city in four and a half hours. Can you imagine? Well, that is reality in China and in um, other countries as well. And uh, our infrastructure is its just a disaster. Okay, so there was that. And here's a weird one. And it, it is a tweet from a... Uh, 
a very beloved uh, Pittsburgh Steeler player, voted their MVP this year by the players, and that'd be uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, an ebullient guy, uh, very likable guy from what I can tell. I follow him on Twitter. I get a kick out of him. But this one blew my mind because this comes from him. And, <laughs> okay, here's a tweet from Juju Smith-Schuster. Fact of the day, water is not wet. Water is a liquid that wets things. Wet is the condition of a liquid sticking to a solid surface, such as water wetting our skin. We cannot say that water is wet because it takes a liquid and a solid to define the term wet. I, uh, if any of you want to uh, try to explain that to me, go for it. Juju Smith-Schuster. And I just noticed here, he tweeted a picture with it. Oh, that's awful cute. It's just a picture of him sitting looking miserable in front of his locker. But I don't know why that would be the picture. Uh... And somebody wrote back to him, yeah, you're not in the playoffs, so I guess you have time to think about stuff like this. <laughs> that water is <laughs> not <laughs> And somebody else tweeted, uh, exactly how high are you? So anyway, just because it made me laugh. Um... And this blew my mind. This was today. I also follow Rick Seaback, the beloved local uh, television documentarian and uh, avuncular uh, gourmand. I, I, I don't, I mean, I could throw out a million, a million adjectives. Uh, Rick Seaback's work is, uh, you know, beloved here. Um, he has done God knows how many documentaries for the public television. Um, and he has sort of cataloged uh, Pittsburgh. He is somebody, who, a native son, who just loves the place and translates it for everybody. And Rick Seaback is about the nicest person you'd ever want to meet. Genuinely nice. He looks nice. He sounds nice. When you see him on TV, you think, gee, he seems nice. And you know, that's often true of people on TV. And let me tell you, it isn't always true of them when they're off TV. But Rick Seaback is true. So explain to me how I saw a tweet today that didn't allow whatever he was tweeting to be, it said, this tweet uh, could, could contain sensitive con 
what do they say? Con anyway, so I sent it to me here to tell you, what in the hell could sweet Rick Seaback be tweeting that Twitter doesn't allow to come through my feed? But what's interesting is when I sent it to myself here, I don't get that, I don't get the same thing. So let me see if I can get to it. Oh, for God's sake. Here's what Twitter refused to let me see. Someone tweeting to Rick Seaback. Hey, Rick, the history of Pittsburgh in 17 objects showed up on my DVR. You gotta love smart TVs. My favorite thing about the show, obviously, is the green weenie. I'm clutching my pearls. Did that person say green weenie? Yes. There it is. Well, I ended up answering my own question. Wow. Amazing. Uh, we have a caller. Hello? 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 Um, let me... Hello? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> let me... <laughs> Let me apologize for making this call, but I'm sitting here or standing here making myself some French toast, and mm. you mentioned feedback. Yes. And then you mentioned that he was a historian, and I noticed that his last name was Seaback. <laughs> and I went, ah, that's interesting. <laughs> and I went, ah, that's interesting. <laughs> Let me call and okay. say that. Let me call in, call in, and say, yeah, I've always made that yeah, call in, call right. <laughs> and isn't it funny that Seaback is a historian? I think you should go back to, yeah. I don't know why yeah. I've never, I didn't notice that 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I have a picture with, with Seaback. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Isn't he a nice guy? Yes, he is. I think I was with you when I had it taken. You, you know, I'm thinking I'm thinking that's true too, and I think it was downtown at some uh, uh, cartoon. Like a, a, a cartoon thing. Yeah, the the yeah, uh, yeah. the the cart. What's the news? Uh, the, the the cartoon museum place. Yeah, exactly. And Seaback yeah. was yes. I, and didn't that night somebody? Oh, that was the night Mr. McFeely got sick. Speedy yeah. delivery? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. God, that was quite a party. Mr. McFeely was hauled out in an ambulance. <laughs> and I also had my picture taken with uh, the puppeteer of, Mark, with, uh, of Oscar the Grouch. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was there. Yeah. And he also was, didn't he do Big Bird, too? No. Yeah, he did Big Bird. Yeah, he was yeah. more known for doing Big Bird than he was for doing for Oscar the Grouch. Oscar. Right. Yeah. He was a big, tall, yeah. wonderful guy. Yeah, and yeah. he did just die. Well, wow. Hey, your French toast is burning. No, it's not. I'm sitting here <laughs> looking at it. <laughs> I do I do six slices and, and cook them slow. You do six so. slices? That's all for you? Thick. Thick. Oh, thick slices. Thick. Six slices. Okay. Although there are, there are four thick slices. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, okay, so it's like brunch or something. Yeah. It's more brunch than it is lunch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> all right. All right, you. Okay. That, right. I always, you. I, always nice to hear Bye. from you. Bye. 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 <laughs> okay. I'm almost done with my tweets. Hang on. Um... Oh, this is this one today, um, and you'll be hearing about it. I, I sort of groaned when I saw it. This is about the um, – I wanted to remember to say that I groaned. Uh, uh, this uh, new congresswoman, uh, one of the two Muslim women who were sworn in yesterday, um, was taped – afterwards saying to uh, you know a jubilance a bunch of pals and friends and who knows who I'm not sure where it was taken but she she did say we're going to go in and impeach the motherfucker that's what she said and you know I fine I don't think that's helpful and I if the Democrats want to uh, you know we've been saying we need some adults uh, to come in let's we don't have to go there I mean that's just ridiculous it needlessly freaks out people and then we start fighting amongst ourselves I mean I just come on come on little I might be showing my age but I, I really would prefer um and, you know, I say fuck all the time, but I, I'm not a congressperson. And if I were a congressperson, I would not, and even knowing how I feel about him, I would not say that because it's, it's just needlessly incendiary. There's no, there's no, it, it doesn't do any good. It doesn't move you forward. In fact, it just adds oxygen to the the fire and guys i'm just saying to me not helpful and it doesn't and i see a lot of people um defending her but the defenses are like well yeah she's talking about the guy who says i'll grab him by the this and that and the adulterer god no you know yeah 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 none of that is uh, so anyway, that's there was that, and it's just distracting, okay, and it gives ammo to the other side. It's just not helpful. I don't think not smart. Um, and then I saw this, and I did not know about this, so I just wanted to let you know this was a tweet that was put out by. Um, Pittsburgh Public Safety. Apparently there's going to be a rally uh, on Monday uh, in front of the city-county building. And uh, it's going to be gun, uh, uh, Second Amendment people. It'll be people, uh, okay, it'll be people saying um, to Peduto and the city, don't you dare think you're going to enact gun legislation 
in the wake of the Tree of Life uh, shooting, which is something that uh, the city has said they want to do. But in fact, I guess legally cannot, by virtue of the state, uh, has to sign off on this kind of stuff. Anyway, the uh, public safety wants to uh, let everybody know that the city's the city is planning for this rally in, in no different manner than any other rally. Public safety will have police officers present. That means uniform police, plain clothes officers, officers on motorcycles, bicycles, and in vehicles throughout the event. Um, they're expecting more than 500 people and uh, organizers are urging those who are attending not to riot, fight, or taunt others with their firearms. So these guys coming here to demonstrate on Monday are going to be carrying weapons. And uh, the organizers tell their attendees, if you choose to carry please do it in a safe and responsible manner. Uh, public safety says, many residents do not want a gun rights rally to be held in the city. On the other hand, gun rights activists believe it's important at this time to rally on behalf of their Second Amendment rights. So we understand the emotion that we're dealing with. Our job is not to take a side, but to ensure public safety for all. Just saying, uh, heads up. <laughs> uh, Monday at, um, I don't know when it is. Sometime on Monday. And I'm not I'm not seeing uh, when exactly. We have one more caller. Did we have a caller? No. Oh no, you're just telling me the guest is here. Okay. Um, okay. Well, one just a few other things. New York Times uh, in their front page piece on uh, the shutdown. By the way, the shutdown if it lasts for another week be uh, if it lasts through the not tomorrow but the following Saturday it will be the longest government shutdown in American history just so you know also it, it, the New York Times in this piece on the shutdown and how some Republican senators are are getting queasy about Mitch McConnell, uh, you know, refusing to take up anything that Trump won't sign. In other words, refusing to take up anything that doesn't include funding for his stupid-ass wall. Um, the New York Times piece says this. A second vulnerable Republican, Senator Susan Collins of Maine, one of the chamber's most moderate members, said Thursday that, and I just stopped there. I said, what? What? Hey, New York Times, why, how in the hell do you say Susan Collins is one of the more moderate members of that chamber? Now, maybe if you'd said moderate members of the Republican Party, but you uh, that's not what you say. 
And I don't even think she qualifies as a moderate Republican. She's not. She's all talk. She votes with these right-wingers down the line. What the F are you calling her moderate? Show me. Tell me. Because she says she's uh, pro-choice? <laughs> even though she votes for Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. I mean, she's pro-choice, though. Right. Gotcha. Jesus H. Okay. Well, guys, um, I think that was it. I think those were my tweets. Um, and I'm a little nervous about my guest but I guess we better get him in here and just see what the hell happens okay I don't really know this guy yeah you got Amy's gonna go get him uh, we'll see you wish me luck I hope this is edifying I I just don't have a clue if it'll be or not Here he comes. Here he comes. You sit right there, Joe. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I actually, I forgot what you looked like. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Do you? I mean, where you can't remember somebody? No. Oh. Is that your lunch? I, no, I brought you some stuff. Oh. Yeah. Oh. My kid and I made this for a bunch of these for Christmas. It's pretty cool. Oh, it's beautiful. It's all recycled stuff. and. Uh, Did you, it's... It was flat, like an old piece of gutter or something. And you made it into a flower. Yeah. Well, how lovely. And I brought you some Thanks. eggs. Do you eat eggs? Yeah. I got chickens. So you I do? You some eggs. Well, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Well, oh, God. Oh, God. Well, you know the way into a woman's heart, through her stomach. <laughs> thank you. You got me all flustered. Good. Let me see what these eggs look like. Oh, good. They're brown. I, I like brown eggs better. Why is that? I don't know. Yeah, There's no difference, right? I don't think so. But uh, Does chicken have a name? There's one. I think it was like uh, poopy butt or something. When, <laughs> it was, when it was little, it got that. Um, so, so here's a story of the chickens. Uh, my two daughters go to Kappa. Get closer to that. Don't, don't, I, don't get Hello? comfortable on me. Yeah, right. Yeah, you need uh, there. Uh, so they go to Kappa and... and uh, one's a senior and one's in ninth grade, and uh, it's great having kids in Kappa because they bring all this great art home. Are they both? What, so what are they doing in Kappa? They're both in is visual arts. Visual arts. Okay. So, uh, and my youngest, is, she's been like an artist since she was uh, five. Where do they get that from? You? Oh uh, no, I mean I make stuff. My wife's real artsy fartsy, and okay. Um, yeah, it's it's in general on both sides of our family, mostly my wife's side, but. Uh, my youngest was a, uh, an artist since she was little, and the older one was more of a dancer, but she got into visual arts, and now she's very talented. We had all these paintings and stuff all over Isn't the house. Isn't that nice? Great. Isn't yeah. that wonderful? I mean, just think about all that. Um, it's, yeah. it's great. Art's an important part of life. God. And, uh, Why don't more people understand that? Why don't more people understand that? I met you at an art event. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah. So, uh, 
Why do you know that? And do you think your children help you to know that or, or what? Because people, you know, every time they start cutting things in the schools, art out the door. I, I had a, uh, I'm in a union. Uh, I'm a sheet metal worker. I lived 30 years in a union. And I've had um, my union brothers say to me, if you want your kid to learn about art at school, then you take them on in the evening and send them to some art school. So my question is, what, what, what point do we stop teaching things? Do we stop, do we cut history out? Do we cut math out? Yeah. I mean, what? and this is, this is one of my points. Think about what you're saying. You know, just don't start blathering at your mouth. Take, I mean, just take some time and think. Um, my wife and I have four kids, and they're really great, and it, it's uh, it's been a hard life for them because they've gone to city schools the whole time, and it's good in high school, but elementary school was terrible. But we've always uh, taught our kids to be considered. I think it's probably I don't know if that came out intentionally, but you know we always ask them to be considerate, consider everything, consider what you're going to say, what you're going to do, and it's been hard for them because you know Why? people because people don't people are inconsiderate, huh. and, you know just. I know get the hell out of the way. People are self-involved now. Mm -hmm. Considerate, being considerate requires looking beyond yourself, mm -hmm. right? Right. So there's not a lot. Actually, there was a columnist in the New York Times today who sort of wrote about this in a very sarcastic manner, and um, he's talking about the morality of selfism. How it's so off-putting, really, that people. It's t we're a totally self-involved culture now, and it's not a pleasant culture, is it? It's just not, because there's not a lot of consideration. Is there any way I could see myself on camera while we're talking? No. <laughs> you can see yourself later on camera. That was a joke. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. It's a continuation of Did I ever introduce you? This is Joe Pivo, right? Yeah. Joe Pivo and I met at a Planned Parenthood event. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And, and uh, also at that little rally for the cartoonist at. Uh, oh yeah, for Rob Rogers. Yeah, and I actually got all my kids to go there, and they. Oh, I didn't know you were for, there. They stayed there for about 20 minutes, and then they left. But oh God! Did you see this new? Thanks, Joe. Uh, you're welcome. You see this new cartoonist they have? <laughs> oh dear! No, see, I can Yeah, I've seen some of his work, and. Uh, <laughs> just appalling it's so bad it's bad I know it's so bad it's beyond belief it really well, is I, I, you know when you see somebody doing something and you just you, th you feel embarrassed for me you know, <laughs> like, oh, man. but listen That's so we, we met at this Planned Parenthood event that was art people were bidding on art um, stuff mm -hmm. and um, that was a fundraiser for Planned Parenthood and we started talking, and then I got this brilliant idea. Did I get that idea that night? You should come on the show. and yeah. Because you were sort of pissed. You were a little pissed off that night, I think. I would say your attitude was... Yeah, I, I you was. You were combative. I was. Um, there were, were a couple reasons. First off, it was like 9 o'clock at night, and I'd worked since, you know, the whole day outside, and I still have all my work clothes on, and... I didn't expect to go there. I ran into a friend of mine who was... Had some artwork yeah, there. So yeah, She's like, free drinks. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the, you were, you were um, sort of talking about... Uh, 
you know, how they're taking funding away and how there's all this crap against people just against Planned Parenthood. They don't know even know what it is. They just know they hate it because they've been told to hate it. And no? uh, you started talking about, uh, you know, we have to stop this. And you were given a pretty rousing, like a rabble rouser kind of speech where I would think people should have been like, yeah, every sentence or a little bit. And they're they're like I looking know. at their feet. And, you know, I'm like, well, I, I don't get it. Like, no, I do get it because, you know. So like you didn't feel, you didn't, you sort of didn't like, uh, you, you didn't sort of like a lot of the, you didn't feel like you were part of this group. You 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 looked around and thought, I of these people are not my people. Didn't you kind of? That's where you were? Yeah, I mean, those were all probably liberals there. Oh, they were all liberal. And I think I'm a liberal. Oh, yeah, I you're mean, a I, liberal, but they're I, liberals that look like liberals. And I'm afraid you look sort of like you might have voted for Trump. I might have, but I didn't. <laughs> 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 I, so I, it was a class thing? It was at a... So you don't like so you have this blue collar sort of uh, thing where you look at fancy dancy liberals who like weren't responding like they should have to my great speechifying, mm -hmm. and they annoy the hell out of you. Uh, yeah, they they annoy the hell out of me too. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I was pretty cranked up that night. You know, yeah, I'd go around and start slapping people in the back of their heads. Come on. And, but I actually went out that. onto the, I was <laughs> feeling the same way. So we were on the same wavelength because I was actually, I remember nobody was bidding on the art. And I said, what do you think you people are here for? And I, I even like went out into the crowd and like glared at people if they were um, talking when somebody else was giving a speech. That was a, that was a, that was a strange event. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't like it either. Uh, my oldest daughter, uh, she volunteered, and I, I work with some serious Trump people. And I always try to mention how my daughter volunteered for Planned Parenthood. <laughs> and she did so well, and I'm so proud of her that they actually hired her to help counsel other teens. Oh, really? Which I'm very proud of her. Good and, for uh, her. You know, you can just see these people stewing. And then it goes a little bit further. She, I think she had to. I probably have the story wrong, but this is how it's going in my head. She had to quit because she needed to volunteer. She needed time for volunteering, you know, when you get to get into colleges and all this crap. Oh. So, so. She. <laughs> but wasn't she volunteering for Planned Parenthood? Yeah, she didn't they, have to and quit. And they hired her. Oh, oh, they hired yeah, her. Yeah, they hired her. Oh, As but that doesn't, thing. that's not good for a resume to uh, say I even worked for Planned Parenthood? Oh, God almighty. So okay, all right. She had another job. To and, and maybe the job wasn't right for her, I don't know. But uh. So listen, so you work with a bunch of working people, mm -hmm. union members, used to vote Democrat, those guys. What happened? Uh, well, I, I, don't, I, I don't think the Democratic Party even cares about people like us. I don't think they do. If they had any idea... And uh, I'm sure it's going to piss a lot of people off. Go for it. I don't that care. Just say Hillary what you're Hillary was no choice. I mean, in my mind, she's a wonderful statement, statesman, uh, you know, a, a perfect resume. Perfect resume. Um, but the wrong person. Yeah. Uh, two, first off, she's been vilified for so long. 
you know, we go to some carnival or festival out in Westmore County, and our kids will all get out of the car, and this guy gets out of his Dodge with his wife and his kid, and he gets out, and he gets out, spits a big hawker. You know, his kids are don't wife are trying to get out of the other side. He slams the door and turns around, and his shirt says, Trump the bitch. And my kids are like, is there any way to go over and kick his ass? I'm like, just, just leave it. You know, and then he's walking. He's, he's, you know, he's all man. And, you know, the wife and kid are three steps behind him. So what's with these angry, pissed off, macho guys? I don't know. And what's with all the women who vote? I mean, a lot of women love this Trump. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I've been, I've been. Um, but you know these people. You I've work. I've been uh, trying to pin them down, and it, it's, it's just a, a it's, it, I think it comes back to a lack of consideration. Like you just don't take the time, and people are busy. I understand people are busy. There's so much stuff to do. Uh, people just don't take time to do anything, and, and they're, they can get their opinions ready made for them. So then you have to, have to think. Don't about it. Don't you think most people though on. Most people don't trust their own judgment about this stuff. They think, I don't really know what the heck's going on. So they do take opinions from some source. And I mean, that's left, right, and mm-hmm. center, right? Mm-hmm. That I sometimes have an opinion on something, but I'm, I don't necessarily know that much. It's just that's what the opinion I'm supposed to have because I'm so uh, a liberal. But I got better at sort of deciding my own figuring things out myself. I don't know. I don't think we should let people off with they're too busy because we got a lot of rights in this country and not much is asked of us in return. But I think being a good citizen requires you to pay attention. How can these people support? What do you think's happened to the Republicans? It's a lot of my my cheese, and and just, you know, yeah, it's like all this, this, but it's, it's all, all it's totally masculine. So it's a it's a cartoon of what masculinity is. And it's like bully boy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's so unattractive. I uh, um I don't know if this is true or not, but I went to a little neighborhood elementary school. You know, my mom taught there. It was uh yeah. she could see my house. So when I was sick at home, she could see my house from her be- classroom windows. Where so was this? In Manor out near our women around there. Uh, and I just, like, my first grade teacher started teaching in the 20s, you know, and I just feel like there's some kind of history that connects to that. And, and I just feel like those people, uh, you know, and there was uh, all lady teachers till sixth grade, and, right. two, and they had the paddles hanging in there, and I got paddled in school. I think that's another thing that might be missing. Nah, I do totally spanking. disagree. Yeah. Uh, That's just normal macho stuff. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might makes right. But, but I think that, like, I, just from growing up with those people, they, like, I just seem to feel like I have an open mind because of those, of those teachers. Maybe I knew them better because my mom, was, your mom was, was friends with them. Or maybe you, you respected them more because your mom was a teacher. and like, You know, I'll tell you something. Unintended consequences. One of the things that happened when women, when the women's movement happened and women all of a sudden had more opportunities rather than being a teacher or a nurse 
or a secretary. Those are pretty much the three, right? Mm -hmm. Once women's liberation happened, so that's 70s, 80s, 90s, a lot of those women, those smart-as-heck women like your mom, who were teachers, went elsewhere. They started businesses or they, you know, became loudmouths like me or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that pool of smart-as-hell women that schooled generations of us, schooled us good. Well... Well, I was being colloquial. <laughs> Schooled as well. They, that, that sort of got decimated, that pool, uh, by women being allowed into other realms. I really think that was an unintended consequence. And the people who went into teaching it, this it just got there there weren't as many great teachers that's what I really do think that also support for the public schools went kaplooey because of white flight I think because of racism more than anything else and then classism where all these you know hoity-toities can put their kids in private schools which I am just opposed to Public schooling is what mixed us all up and got us to know each other. Well, that was something that, uh, you know, was important to my wife and I. My, my, to school. me, too. I had the money to send my kid to fancy-dancy public schools, and I didn't do it because I had a greater value, which was the public school, so he went to the neighborhood school. Well, you know, there are sacrifices to, made, to make. Like, three of my kids are... Uh, thrived in Pittsburgh schools and one had no place you know our oldest one he had some he had some uh, learning disabilities uh, yeah I guess that's what you call them but uh, you know and he had a couple teachers that straight up dicked him around in school and uh, you know maybe a couple of them wrote a sock in a jar or something for that but uh, he he essentially got a really terrible education. It's horrible. He's a great person, but then nobody could serve his his uh, needs. You know, just you didn't try a private education for him, or by the time it was it uh, was yeah. By the time we realized that we had three other kids in the, them, them were bastards or expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you go grocery shopping, you bring these big bags of groceries in, and they go over and eat it all. It's like, wait a minute. I didn't even put it away yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know. So it, I just want to throw some, uh, you know, a little light on my inadequacies, because a lot of that was my fault, too. We didn't. Well, your first, I mean, yeah. parents, what do we know? Yeah, right. Boy, is there is there anything more, I don't know, humbling than being a parent. I mean, you're, you don't know half the time, right? And y we all make mistakes. I made terrible mistakes. Like, I've second-guessed myself. Why didn't I, why did, you know, my son have to, you know, fall on my dagger of public schooling when I don't think he got a very good education in the, I mean, it didn't serve him well because he did have some issues. And... You know, you do wonder. 
Well, the, I, the, the three older kids, uh, uh, three younger kids, I, I think they're all doing well. And, you know, the cap and the other one's out in Obama. And I really like that he goes to Obama because <laughs> I got I know, an Obama stickers on my truck. Yeah. You know, those guys Just to like, drive your, <laughs> are you popular with your coworkers? I have no idea. <laughs> like, uh, uh, people are generally, well, like I'm getting older now and people just like quit listening to me because I just blah, 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 blah sometimes. Do you do it just to provoke them or to have fun with them? I, or like, I like to have, you know, you should have fun all day at work and laugh. And work goes fast. Uh, you know, you just joking and uh, well, we try to have fun at work. It's not always possible. Okay, I think you're getting a, it's Joe Pivo. I think you're getting some fans. Go away. No, no. <laughs> Milton says, I am loving this guest. His perspective is far too rare and needs a greater platform. His is a voice that was once familiar to me among my uncles and their cronies in the steel mills up and down the Mon Valley. Hardworking, smart men who worked with their hands and had appreciation for intellect in their heads and compassion for their, I think, brothers in their hearts. It's a perspective I miss and welcomed hearing this morning. Yes, that's nice. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Well, so I thought maybe when I invited you to come, I'd had too much to drink. And 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 now I <laughs> now I must have been okay. I, I yeah, cuz Joe, I'm feeling the same way that you're what happened to what but, but so how come oh, I don't know it's 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 really strange because well. when I first came to work you know these these guys that I work with they were old and they, they you know they were all in their 50s and you know they like there was no bullshit like I I did something wrong at work we were alone nobody was around a guy grabs me he's like this is this is my job this is my name if you ever do anything like that again I'll throw you right the fuck off the roof I mean I'm not even goofing around here I was like, uh, they took their work really seriously yeah, and, and pride in a, it. That made a strong impression on me. Um, and for a lot of years, I took it the wrong way, you know. And I was like trying to be a hard ass all the time, but I got over it. And uh, you grew up. Yeah, and we, you know, I got to do some amazing uh, work. Um, now things, the industry has changed. We we used to go literally go out on a job and. You know, have an idea what we were doing, measure everything up the back in the shop, you know, take the sheets out of inventory, mark down what we were doing, make our stuff go, the handbrake, bend it up, and go back and put it on. And now everything comes in boxes. You know, it's from Kentucky somewhere. It's a pile of crap. You hope it goes on. It's all junk. Nobody cares. It's designed for um, thoughtless, mindless idiots to put on, you know, and it looks like stuff. But I still get good money for it, so that <laughs> <laughs> that helps. <laughs> oh dear. So what used to be, you know, where you worked with you, where you saw a job through, mm -hmm. where in, and now instead it's well, this is what happened. The capitalist won. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, Maybe, I when I first started, I I was the knowledgeable one. I knew, and you know, everybody worked with. We knew what needed done. Now it's some. Uh, it's not even an architect anymore. It's some jag, you know, maybe some 23-year-old kid that just got out of some kind of technical school, you know, and then, like, the guy said, hey, show you what you did up at that children's hospital. We put all those copper panels on the children's hospital. I love so that they had building. more work. 
Yeah. Uh, we lost the work on the back somehow, and they were doing more work later. And he like once, I'm not showing this kid how to write. You know, he's getting paid to write the specs. I'm not. So have attitude. You know, I'm not teaching somebody. I had a, I had an argument with a non-union. We were working side by side with these non-union people, and a guy comes up and he's asking me all these questions. Why are you doing? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? I'm like, look, dude, go down to local 12, get an apprenticeship, get them to send you to to Myers, and send them out on my job. And when you're my apprentice, I'll show you everything I know. Till then, I'm not telling you anything. So there's a lot of people out there who don't know what they're doing anymore. There's not pride in work. Yeah. There's not. There's still. There still there is. There is still, but there's a lot of shoddy work. It's not the. It's not. I would say, in defense of my union brothers, it's not the work. It's the planning of the work and the. So the it's the suits. Okay. So it, I'm. G- we're getting to something here then. So I'm wondering if working the guys who do the labor, if they really resent being told what to do, by these. these, yeah, college-educated suits who don't know half of what the laborer knows, getting paid more, looking down. Because I'm trying to understand why so many blue-collar workers now just seem to despise anyone who is, you know, an elite, like a college-educated person or something. Do you think there's some, some of it's coming from I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. Like, I'm pro. I'm, it pisses me off. But I think a lot of guys are just like, you know, let's. They take a more um, broader view of it. You know, well, this is what we need to do. And a lot of guys, you can turn around. You can focus on getting work. You know, like we got to get this. Excuse me. We got to get this work done really fast. So you can focus on becoming extremely fast at what you do. Or you know, there's other ways to look at it and still deal with it. You kind of, I guess you kind of got to, like, not think about it. Just do what the hell you're told, you know. Oh, God. But Which that's... is fine. It is fine. Sometimes, really, you just have to shut up and do what you're told. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably my biggest problem. <laughs> you, you should shut up? Yeah, nobody cares. Just get the shit. I mean, it's, it's screwed up. It's wrong. Just put it on. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Listen, after this little half hour on my show, you're going to have your own show. Yeah, well, that would be cool. Would you like it? Yeah, I'd love it. Okay, maybe we can make that happen. We'll have to figure out. Seriously, if you want to hold forth, bring some of your... I mean, it just seems like people need to... So, okay, so you you voted for Hillary, though, though, you didn't? Shit. (laughs) Joe, did you vote for Trump? I don't know if I should admit this, but... Oh, dear. Um, so since my children have been small, uh, babies, I've taken them to vote every time. I always did, too. And now my, my oldest son, he's 18. You know, he gets to walk in there like the tough guy. Uh, he knows what he's going to do. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very proud of him. Should have taken a couple pictures. I mean, he real. it's important to vote. You Well, you pass that value down to your children. My son felt about Hillary like you do, and but I just said you gotta vote. You have got to vote for her. 
I don't care. You have got to vote for her. Just hold. And he said he did. He promised me. He said, I voted for her, and I let out a scream. He said he actually screamed in the, he was in such, it, it killed him. He couldn't stand her. I do have a lot of respect for her, and I think one for me the changing point was in that debate when that jackass was like hovering oh, behind her. Oh God! Like she oh, should have just turned around. I don't know. Yeah, what she, I know. She should have been like right. But see, that. a woman his can't do much anything because it would be so. It's like a black man. Obama couldn't be angry because an angry black man scares white people. Um, oh, yeah, you know, but she should have. That, yeah, that yeah, was she, she should have. Because agree. that would have been that like, what been the a, hell are so, you doing? That would have been a. But see, I've run it through my mind. What she could she do? You know, I think the like I like she say get or you step up to the mic or whatever. Get over in your place. What's your problem? Any re- anything. She could have got a squirt going off. <laughs> squirt. <laughs> like that. That was the whole. Future of you really think if she if she had <laughs> simply turned and and done something, you think it'd be a, a different outcome? People would have loved it. There's only specific, like she couldn't have turned him and said, "Donald, please go back." And then she would have been you know an uppity bitch or something. Yeah, right, right. There, she didn't have a lot of options. No, that's what happened. I mean, like a pie. <laughs> she's doing a debate. A she doesn't gun. have a pie or a. You know, the gun. options were extremely limited. <laughs> But going back to voting for Hillary, so I took my kids, you know, and I was talking about uh, voting for that Jill Stein, you know, and um, especially because I was told I voted for Ralph Nader. Oh, Jesus. And uh, uh, I thought, he's gay. Great to have a gay president. Is Ralph Nader gay? I think he's asexual. I hope so. I don't think he has any gender at all. I think he sleeps on a bed of nails and... I doubt it. The only thing I don't like about him is he ruined a Corvair, which was a great yeah. car. I've seen a Corvair go 200 miles an hour, and I've seen a Corvair pop a willy. I mean, how cool is that? Jeez. But so I um, was threatening to vote for Jill Stein, and my two middle kids marched me down there. And they made you vote for? Hillary. Hey, all right. So, not a good it did. He still uh, will. And, you know, Pennsylvania, we're we're... we're responsible for putting him through okay so what do we do what do we do to get uh working guys uh back how do the democrats they have to stop i don't know what to do yeah i, I was i keep let to quote um curly from the three stooges <laughs> i what? keep thinking and nothing happens <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't have feeling i don't know too. what to do i mean we're, we're so up against it and and well, I see, like, there's a talk show I listen to from Ch- Chicago. Which, what is it? It's this guy named Ben Jarosky, mm-hmm. um, and he's just local right there. But one day a week, he has union guys on there. So if you could see some some of our leadership, there's a big gap between rank and file yeah. and our leadership. You know, I, I hear guys, I won't vote. I don't do anything they say. You know. Oh, it's. I've heard. I'm not four apprentices on a job, and I'm like, hey, listen, can you please go vote? They want to, they want to do whatever the thing was, and then I'm saying to these kids, look, if you don't care, at least for my kids, go vote this way. You know, uh, this will help my kids. 
than excuses. I'm not vote because they'll, they'll get me for jury duty. And one was I don't give a crap, and I'm not voting because they'll catch me for a bench warrant or something. Uh, I always thought that jury duty was part of your responsibility. Yeah, I know. I, I, the only boy, are you a throwback? I served on jury duty four times, and then I wrote them a letter, and I in like five years, and I said, hey, you know, I can't I, somebody else do yeah. it. <laughs> I, my kids were little, but I just went on jury duty again. Uh, I only got like 15 years old. I get called a lot, but I never end up on a jury. You know, they take one look at me and say, oh, no, not her. I've had some wonderful experiences. Really? And you know what? Next time you come on, we'll talk <laughs> okay. about that. Because our, our time is up. You, you are just wonderful. And you already got a fan club. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Pivo. Why didn't you have to work today? Because it was, you thought we'd need a rain day. Not well, a rain day. Um, mental health day, and then I, oh. I have to, um, I have to go. It's kind of okay. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. So, thank you. You're welcome. I got to trust my instincts more. <laughs> this is great, great. And I, yeah. Will you come back sometime? Yeah, sure. Good. Because, uh, wow, yeah, breath of fresh. Air. So, guys, you can thank me later. Okay? Have a good weekend, and I'll uh, see you on Monday. So long. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoint of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.